customers want the experience that they want. And at the end of the day, you can agree with that or not. But um, I think it's always, it, it, you know, there's always an ability to meet them halfway at the very least and, you know, give them your, uh, your rendition or your level of quality that you can take pride in. Um, but give them the experience that, mm. that they actually want. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Issafar, and this is sadly episode five of a five-part series. And we are talking about consumer trends in coffee with Tim Cox from Frankie. Our theme for this series is coffee at scale. And when it comes to scale, trends are really the thing that kind of lean into, once a trend can go at scale, now you've got TikTok doing lead dances around everything and recipes around it and blah, 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 blah. Um, tell us about consumer trends in coffee and kind of where it's going. Well, I mean, there's a lot of directions you could go with that question. I Take think, it wherever uh, you yeah, want. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny you brought up the TikTok example, you know, because I think, you know, when, when approaching how you're going to make business decisions based on trends, um, it's important to realize that not all trends have longevity. Um, you know, I've seen operators who read a blog by a coffee influencer and then all of a sudden they're pulling their espressos some just absurd way the next day. Yeah. And a month later, um, they went back to how they used to do things because perhaps they realized that, um, you know, the trend in this blog isn't the experience that their customers desired, um, mm -hmm. or perhaps it was a fleeting trend and you just don't see it that much anymore. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you can get a lot of reshares or likes on Instagram and TikTok, and that does not necessarily equate to more sales in your cafe. Uh, and so, um, you know, I think trends are great, uh, and, and have their place, but when making decisions for your business, like a, a theme throughout all of our conversations in these episodes has been to back them up with data. And I mm. think that remains important. And I think there's ways that people can, can play around and have fun. And, you know, if you have a seasonal menu or you're doing uh, limited time offers, um, those are a great way to kind of play with some of these trends that we see going through the industry. But, um, you know, and, and there's some that definitely do have longevity, like iced coffee, cold coffee beverages, not going anywhere. Um, dairy alternatives in cafes don't really they see become that become mainstream. Anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then what's funny too is there's trends that there's trends that people hop on, and then there's trends that that people are still resistant to. And I think you know um, part of this conversation has also been about automation. Mm -hmm. um, the most successful operators are investing heavily in automation right now. Mm -hmm. uh, customers are valuing convenient experiences more, mm -hmm. and that does not have to be at the expense of quality. Um, but you know, if you find yourself just pushing back against a trend that's very clear within the market, I think that's an opportunity um, to question why you're doing that as well. You remember the multicolored. Cheese, grilled cheese sandwich. Do you remember the rainbow cheese sandwich? I, I don't. I don't remember the rainbow cheese. That was that was probably 2016. And what okay. they were doing was they were dyeing 
the cheese like in in like five different bowls and uh you know red and orange and pink and blue and purple and blah 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 and then they would yeah. line it up in a grilled cheese sandwich and as they pulled it apart it was um you would get rainbow stretched melted cheese yeah. and uh the number of people who would contact me and say at the time, should we do rainbow melted cheese? And I'm like, I guess you could try it. Like, why not try it? Yeah. They're like, I feel like I'm selling out. Well, what does that mean? And and this term in our industry of I feel like I'm selling out is directly associated with trends. But isn't the aim to like – try and jump onto a trend every now and then, like not constantly be fad driven. But what are your thoughts on when people like jump onto a trend in that way and its relationship to selling out? Well, I think if you jump on a trend intentionally and carefully, you know, again, if you want to have a, an LTO that's a rainbow grilled cheese, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I can think of maybe five years ago, I was living in Dallas and grilled cheese in general just became very trendy yeah. and, and probably 20 different independent grilled cheese concepts opened up throughout the Metroplex. And then now maybe one of them is still operating. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend basing your entire business model uh, on a trend. Um, but in terms of of selling out and, you know, uh, I've I, been accused of that in uh in my career when i went a little more uh commercial direction in coffee mm -hmm. um but it's just such a silly term to me especially in terms of operating a coffee business because you know at the end of the day everybody claims that they want to serve their community as well as they can and they want to serve their customers as well as they can um but you're not going to do that if you run your business in a way that's just gatekeeping you know the industry for your customers and you know trying to tell them what they should like you know um customers want the experience that they want and at the end of the day you can agree with that or not but um i think it's always it, you know there's always an ability to meet them halfway at the very least and you know give them your uh your rendition or your level of quality that you can take pride in um but give them the experience that, mm. that they actually want this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Have you seen this uh, trend of in infused coffees? In infused in what way? In, uh, so... Um, the pre the co-fermented coffees yes yeah you know. with, with mandarin and cinnamon and everything see and that's kind of a funny thing about the the way we operate as an industry too is i started seeing these coming out a few years ago and um i would read you know blogs about it and people say you know this is a way that we can um circumvent some of the impacts of defects on coffee and this is going to enable producers to uh, to make more money because coffee that they would have had to sell in the commodity market, they can still sell in the specialty market potentially because they've been able to, you know, make up for some of these impacts on flavor and different things. And then the only coffees I see processed this way are like geishas and yeah. coffees that they're selling for 15, uh, $15 on the green. And it's like, 
we do everything we can to justify these decisions we're making in in terms of the context of producers and, and everything, but then we just do it like the silliest specialty coffee, least accessible way that we know how. <laughs> Which is not going to be adopted and it's not going to be profitable and you're going to sell 25 cups and then you're going to not know what to do with the rest of the coffee anyway. Yeah. So- so we, I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I, I wouldn't mind if that ends up being a trend that doesn't stick around for that long because, um, you know, I've tasted some pretty expensive versions of those co-fermented coffees and uh-huh. uh, it's it, They're just hard to me. drink all day. You know, uh, taking yeah. a couple sips, it's quite nice to, yeah, to yeah. have it's a couple really of sips. Really flavors. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, that's that's a that's an unusual experience, but then you're kind of to the end of the cup. I feel the same way as if I'm drinking like something really sugary. Like, yes, yeah, by the time I'm at the end of it, I'm just like, I can't, I can't get through this. However, consumers here and in Australia love them. Yeah. Here, the market will drink them all day, and in Australia, well, the consumers love them. And so this is where you look at this and you're like, you know, this episode is about consumer trends in coffee. When you see a trend like that, offer a consumer a different way to drink things and the industry may not want to run with them. Like the majority of people that I know in the industry are like, I don't want to serve co-fermented coffees, but I have to serve them because now I'm not naming the origin of my coffee. I'm calling it raspberry coffee. Or I'm yeah. calling it, you know, blueberry coffee or whatever, mango coffee, because that's the descriptor that they want. They want to be able to choose coffee based on that. I, I saw a company that was selling these coffees and they had, um, you know, it was just kind of a a series within all of the retail offerings. But the retail packages for those coffees were designed like uh, like bubblegum packaging yeah. and kind of, you know, they, were, they had a great co-fermented one and it looks like a great bubblegum package and I mean wow that's pretty fun uh, totally and, and in Thailand right now what they're doing is they're creating these blends with co-fermented coffees and there's like tiramisu and birthday cake and uh, creme brulee and all of these kinds of things they've doubled in that in Australia as well and they sell out oh. and it and definitely so, opens up really interesting potential for for blending in particular, totally, I think. Totally. And, you know, I was having this thought of what a wonderful gateway these kinds of coffee offer for people who don't drink specialty coffee. Yes. For, for somebody who is very much a commercial coffee drinker, these co-fermented coffees really do offer like, and, and everyone's going to cringe when they hear me say this, but- a black coffee like equivalent of wine is what yeah. these okay. – this is kind of the connoisseur, for lack of a better word, for these commercial coffee drinkers. These co-fermented coffees are kind of the wine equivalent of what they drink every day. Um, so I think these trends offer a really great gateway to shifting the, the main – the staples in an industry over time. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. I mean, I think back to when I was uh, operating or working in cafes and um, as sometimes we'd have a natural coffee that was just kind of a, a one-trick pony. It's just like a blueberry bomb, like no yeah. complexity at all. Um, and, you know, well, maybe that's not what I would drink every day. That 
that kind of experience was so often, you know, people read the, when we talked about flavor notes on bags in a previous episode, but people, you know, if you tell somebody that this is going to taste like mandarin oranges and salted caramel, and then they taste it and it just tastes like coffee to them, like (laughs) they're disappointed in that experience. But so often when we would serve that blueberry bomb natural to somebody and they, they're like, this is the first time I've actually tasted what you told me I was going to taste. Like I taste the berries and they get so excited. And that's kind of, you know, I think it's a lot a of people within the coffee industry talk about their aha moment that kind of got them uh, into coffee. And um, I think those are really great opportunities to offer those aha moments to your customers. Yeah, totally. Now we're coming to the end of the episode and I, I want to ask you what you think coming trends for consumers are going to be tough one um well i will say i read uh in the in the most recent allegra report um the usa version of it that um operators across the industry view the most relevant trends to watch right now as uh the growth of cold coffee um the growth of specialty versus traditional coffee and um, the growth of drive-throughs. I don't think I really disagree with any of those. Um, I think that there's bound to be a trendy new dairy alternative around the corner. Um, And I've seen speculation that that could be potato milk. uh, It should be. It should be tiger nut milk. If you have, have you ever had tiger nut milk? I don't even know what a tiger nut is. I didn't until mice earlier this year, and everybody uh, should be drinking tiger nut milk. Everybody it, sh- should be drink. It's called. It's an actual nut called uh, a tiger nut. Um, I don't even know what country it comes from in Africa, but it is a tiger nut that's turned into an alternative milk that tastes incredible, and it tastes it, even more incredible when it's with coffee. But there's one supplier in Australia, and I've never seen the supplier anywhere else in any other country. The alternative nut milk that everybody should be drinking, even if you drink cow, is tiger nut. If you can find it, go out and find it. I wish I could get it here in the Emirates. I'll have to look that up for sure. Um, And and then I think one that I kind of predict is uh, more fruity flavors in coffee. And, And, you know, whether that's coffees that are produced that way and co-fermented with fruit or uh-huh. just, uh, you know, people strain from, uh, you know, the traditional flavors of things they add to coffee, like chocolates and vanillas and you mm-hmm. know, even sea flavors. But uh, I think that we'll see more berries, more citrus, um, things like that in, in signature drinks and, and things like that. And then um, I, I think the trend towards automation and technology is going to continue as well. And, and I don't think that's just going to be restricted to segments that traditionally rely on convenience. I think um, I predict that in five years when we look back to today, uh, it, even in this specialty segment, but, um, that we'll be amazed how far that we've come in adapting technology and equipment in, in our processes. All of those things you just said are exactly what I thought. The, the trends are going to be. <laughs> so I don't need to add anything. <laughs> we're completely aligned on that. I have nothing extra to add, except perhaps that I think we're going to have barista-less cafes. I I, I think that There's that a few that's up around the United States right now. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think that we may go in that direction. And I think that AI might start to, to play a bigger role. But other than that, like I think signature drinks are going to be the next big thing 
in in cafes for sure like mocktails that are all based in coffee is absolutely gonna if if you're in sydney australia go and check out stitch coffee uh and the incredible job that they're doing at at these kind of mocktails that are all based in coffee they're delicious and you can drink them all day that like they're that good at, at what they taste like i'm amazed now, at how fast the the mocktail trend has taken off oh, and i think you know like that i, I think covid and people reducing their uh, alcohol intake and yeah. focusing a little more on uh health and well-being ha- has fed into that but uh i mean i feel like you know i travel a decent amount and every place i go i, I see zero proof bars popping up yeah. and, and things like that um I think it's really cool to see kind of the birth mm-hmm. of a whole new category. Yeah, I think it's exciting. It, and it creates another opportunity for the cafe space to reinvent itself into the evening, I think. So we'll 100%. see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I, I kind of feel like it's going to um, lead to an, a reemergence of tea, like really well thought out tea programs and specialty coffee as well. Really? And I think. Um, a lot of times I see tea as an afterthought in cafes. They, you know, they they put so much attention in their coffee and their food and then tea. They're like, oh, we're a coffee shop. And, you know, why, why do we worry about tea? Um, but as I see uh, like the trend of matcha growing and the trends of, of mocktails, which I've seen a lot that incorporate tea in them, um, I, I feel like we'll probably see uh, some much more refined tea programs over the next couple of years. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be very interesting to watch. Do you think that the bubble tea thing is a part of that? Ooh, I hope so. I, I used <laughs> to be skeptical of bubble tea because I don't no, know. You're I, obsessed. I, 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 I don't know why I was skeptical of it because uh, I don't know. People told me that it was bad, I guess, and I just thought it was like this super sugary uh, thing that I wasn't really interested in. And then uh, in doing some market research a couple of years ago, um, I tried quite a few. And and realize that uh, that I'm a fan. I, I really <laughs> like the duality of the textures as well. So um, high quality specialty bubble tea is you're a fan. I, right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It may be uh, your retirement uh, strategy could be all in high end specialty mocktail bubble tea. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we figured out your with, life with plan too. <laughs> Yeah, with tiger nut milk. You got to let me know what you think of that if you've managed to get your hands on it. It's seriously, it's amazing. It really. I'm gonna track them. Yeah, great. Um, before we go, tell people what Frankie does. Uh, Frankie Coffee Systems provides uh, automated coffee solutions. So um, whether that's espresso and milk based systems or bean to cup. Um, for, for fresh brewed coffee that's made from fresh ground coffee brewed one cup at a time. Um, just really enabling operators uh, across all segments really to offer uh, customers a high quality experience um, very accessibly um, by, by leveraging automation and technology. And uh, it's, uh, it's a very fun segment of the industry to be a part of. I'm very uh, grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and if people are coming to World of Coffee Dubai, I suspect Frankie is going to be uh, set up there, so you can check it out. Yeah, at World yeah, of Coffee track Dubai. us down. I won't personally be there, but uh, but we will certainly be there. So if you want to come see what we're all about, that would be a, a great opportunity to do so. Perfect, folks. Frankie is not a sponsor of the podcast. We don't have equipment manufacturing sponsors. I just want to be very clear on that. Um, okay, where can people find you online? 
Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Um, by by searching my name, I suppose, Tim Cox. Uh, I'm links not. Links in the show uh, notes. Oh, links in the show notes. There you go. Um, I'm not super active on um, on Twitter or anything like that. Uh, I do have an Instagram. It's, Congratulations. Um, <laughs> at, at Books and Banjos is my Instagram. So okay. find me there. <laughs> I uh, won't um, ask. <laughs> it's it's I, I I like uh reading and I enjoy Play country music. I like alliteration and nice. uh, it just kind of stumbled out. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best place to find me. Great. Do you mind, sir, signing us off for the last time? Before we do go, thank you for an exceptional series. This was a really, really great series. Knocked it out of the park. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, It was certainly a lot of fun. And thank you to everyone that tuned in. Um, Feel free to to reach out if you want to continue the conversation. And uh, peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.